0: Are you tired of bland Eurocentric fashion accessories? Do you want to feel seen when you step out? Well, then Huey Sons is the brand for you. Huey Sons is a pro black accessories company that focuses on millennial style and Afrocentric values. They have a variety of products like lapel pins, buttons, hats, Apple watch bands, and more. I bought some stickers and put them on my laptop and I have a few pins and the quality is great. You will definitely find something for yourself and all of your friends and family. Check out HueySons.com for the latest drop today.
1: This is Black Social Capital. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Black Social Capital Podcast. I'm excited that you're here joining with us today. It is March. Uh, We just came out of uh, Blackity 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 Black History Month. And now we're on to Women's History Month. And so uh, we couldn't uh, not recognize all the amazing women that are uh, in and around and a part of this show. Uh, But we wanted to make sure that we always kick off a little bit of history at the beginning of this show. So um, let's start with that. Right? Uh, so, for those of you that don't know, Women's History History Month is a celebration of women's contributions to history, culture, and society, and has been observed annually in the month of March in the United States since 1987. So, before 1987, you know, women weren't really doing anything, you know, apparently, but, you know, <laughs> we celebrated, You know, we're going to celebrate it from 1987 on. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and similarly, they actually... I was looking at uh, History.com, I think is where we pulled this from, but the actual celebration of Women's History Month, similar to Black History Month, actually grew out of a week-long celebration, and that week-long celebration uh, was actually started uh, in Sonoma, California in their school districts uh, in 1978, so, you know, it was a bright idea in 1978 to recognize women, and, you know, it only took a, a few more years, 1987, to get it to be official official. Um, and so now, um, if you didn't know, uh, the National Women's History Alliance is the are are the folks that designate the theme for Women's History Month, and and the theme for this year is women providing healing, promoting hope, and mm-hmm. their idea behind this is that it's a it's a tribute to the ceaseless work of caregivers and frontline workers during the pandemic, and. You know, trying to recognize uh, the thousands of ways that women all of all cultures provide healing and hope throughout history since 1987. Uh, but yeah, but that, that's uh, that's a, that's this year's theme. That's a little bit of history. But uh, I know Dr. Jackie, you got some things to think about and to say about that.
0: Sure do. So I mean, I do really appreciate the work that the National Women's History Alliance does. And when I originally saw this theme for the year, women providing healing and promoting hope, like I, my mind went so, so many places. I feel like women do provide lots of healing and we do promote a lot of hope. And I don't, I didn't really feel like necessarily that needed to be something that we took on this year, right? I definitely feel like, Well, I looked up a ton of numbers, so we're going to get into that real quick. So when you look at higher education presidents, only a third are women. When you look at teachers, over 75% are women, but that number drops to like 25% when you get to superintendents. We have a record number of women in Congress, right? That's exciting. But only 27% of women are serving in the House of Representatives. Or 27% of the House of Representatives are women and 24% of our Senate members are women. When you look at Fortune 500 companies, there are 500 companies, 23 are headed by women, not 23%, 5%. 23 women are CEOs in Fortune 500 companies. And then when you look globally, there's 193 countries on this earth and 22% or no, so sorry, 22 have women leaders making that 11%. So I just feel like nowhere do women have at least 50% of these important leadership roles in the systems that have caused the damage that need the healing to happen in the first place. So I appreciate what they're trying to do. I definitely think that a tribute to women's um, work is in, um, is, you know, Appropriate and proper and a good idea, but the way that this theme is worded, it doesn't really seem like a tribute. It seems like this is the cause we're taking up, and this is the work we need to be doing. And I don't, I don't know about that. I think that, um, I think that we could do other things. I I like the promoting hope part, but the providing healing, I think that we do women do a lot, and we don't really get to be at the forefront of the institutions and organizations and all of that, that can actually stop the bleeding, right? That that stops the things from happening that cause us to need healing. So those are my thoughts.
1: Well, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you said, we need to keep hope alive. I said, See what you did <laughs> keep hope alive. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think you do, make some really, really strong points there, right? In terms of, uh, you know, what the numbers say, right? Like, numbers don't lie. Mm-mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's clear that there's there's gaps that, that need to be filled. Uh, and most often than not, uh, you know, women are, are the ones that that are fixing the issues that are being created anyway, right? Anytime, Something needs to be fixed. Women are often called upon to fix it once it's broken, right? And so I think that's exactly uh, similar to what you were saying. But we want to make sure that that we make space and place for uh, all the powerful women that have been on this show. And so we want to dedicate this episode to the women that have been on our podcast. So this one's for you. We know for sure that this podcast wouldn't be possible without Black women.
0: Yeah, and if you have missed. Any episodes from the powerful Black women who have been part of this podcast already, uh, please do go back and take a look. Take a look at, you know, BlackSocialCapital.com. Look at their bios. Um, we have bios for every single person who's been on this, bi- on this podcast up on our website, and, um, listen to those episodes. They are dropping major gems. They have so much passion for the community and for the work that they do. And they, they have been so inspirational. I've learned a ton from just talking to the people who have been on the podcast, especially the black women. So make sure you do that.
1: And, you know, the other thing I'll say is that, you know, we are being purposeful in, in, uh, Making sure that we have a, a separate and special shout out for Black women, uh, because we we also know through the work of uh, you know amazing Black feminist writers, right, Audre Lord and others, that the Black woman's experience is is often separate in their in their lived experience, right. And so we want to make sure that uh, that you all get your due because yeah. it's it's time.
0: Thank right? you. Yes.
1: So, um uh, so I just wanted to say that I'm going to step back and let the the show kick off and continue. Yeah. Uh, but I know we have a special uh special announcement as well.
0: Yeah. So, I wanted to be sure that we gave a special special shout out to our season 2 sponsor, Juliet Robinson. Uh, Juliet Robinson was part of the USC basketball team back in the 80s and she just uh, helped a documentary be made called women of Troy and it's all about um, the like her collegiate basketball career along with others who she um, played basketball with like Cheryl Miller Pamela McGee Cynthia Cooper I know you know those names so I mean she was she's She took that mentality um, that they used to win games and championships and put it into her legal career. So first it was like, you know, going to class was practice and uh, the bar was the national championships. Right. So she took that mentality with her through law school. She took it with her through her legal career and did some amazing things um and really helped a lot of people in our community um you know not get um not have things happen to them in the system that didn't need to happen so um now um juliet robinson is um transitioning from the courtroom and she is mentoring young attorneys and she's also available for um, television legal commentary so if you work in television and you want Juliet to do some legal commentary for you hit us up and we will put you in contact with her but thank you so much for your support Juliet Robinson um, and for all that you've done for the community in your career and outside of your career and yeah I hope you have a great women's history month
1: you know and I'll I'll just say fight on because you know (laughs) That's how that's how Trojans do. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. You know, you all know about that. You know, that's that Berkeley, Berkeley up there. You know, y'all got a little special swag. That's that's Trojans.
0: I mean, y'all got y'all swag. We got ours. You you okay? Y'all is okay, and and we we great too.
1: (laughs) We great. Y'all y'all are. Y'all know how to tear things up. So we 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 love it.
0: Sometimes things need to be torn up. You know. Yes.
1: We we gonna we gonna talk about uh, the folks around us, especially those women that have torn things up and inspired us, motivated us, influenced the way we think. So uh, <laughs> the person I think uh, th- that comes to mind that does that the most is you. So tell us who, who, who's inspired you, motivated you, influenced you to to do the things that you do.
0: Yeah. So when I think about Women's History Month, I wanted to kind of parse out like three different like things that I have gotten from the influential women in my life. Um, So in terms of a woman who uh, has influenced the way I think, of course, my mother, right? My mother has been such an excellent example for me to follow throughout my life and uninspected in a lot of ways, because she and I have had two very different paths. Um, I definitely was like, Oh, I mean, we were both like bookworms, of course, growing up um, in our respective childhoods, but that carried her um, one direction to a successful career and motherhood and just being like really a pillar of success and a rock for our family. And for me, um, it translated to me, you know, going off to college and doing my own career thing and just kind of, you know, sitting in sitting in um, my adulthood a little bit differently but I will say every time I go home and I visit my mom or every time I have a conversation with my mom even over the phone is something about just uh, the way that she grounds herself so much in who, like who she is what her life experiences um, or life experiences were that I don't know, it just makes me feel like it's okay to be who I am, right? And I love throughout these years as, you know, I've grown older, um, the ways that I have, like, become more and more like her. So definitely that's the person who um, has influenced most the way that I think. Also, I get my money sense from my mama, even though I got some good money advice from my daddy. But my mama, she not a, a... Save the she monies and
1: stuff. Save, saving the penny pitch.
0: hmm Wasting no monies. So um, and then I wanted to talk about women who inspire me and motivate me. And I wanted to um get into that a little bit differently because when I think about women who inspire me, they're not necessarily doing things that I am also doing. So women who inspire me are those big like civil rights activists and names, right? Like your Angela Davis, who is trying to dismantle the prison industrial complex among other things. Um, And then your Rigoberta Menchus, right? Who was a Guatemalan civil rights activist who made really big changes out there for, um, for her people who lived. um, I don't know the exact term, but like kind of more on the countryside. Right. Um, So You know, it's it's just always really inspiring to look at women who are doing things that you know aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse. But like, man, they did it! Like, right there, they're doing it. They're walking that walk. They're you know leaving behind these legacies and uh, uh, you know activism for people to follow, and they're also just really making the world a better place in a lot of different ways. And that's not necessarily my path, even though, you know, definitely um, try to be politically astute and active and involved in all of that, but I'm I'm not a civil rights activist, right? And then there are the women that motivate me, and those are actually women whose names like we don't know, but I think a lot, I think very, very often about the women who lived through specific periods of time um, that are unlike the period of time that I'm living in, right? So your big ones are the civil rights movement and slavery. Um, And I just think about what their experiences must have been and what their options were and how their options were different from mine and how they still were, you know, in many cases, I'm sure not all, but like able to just survive and you know, find any joy that they could, like how, right? I, I think about that, like the such crushing circumstances um, that especially Black women have lived through in this particular country. And then I think about not necessarily time periods, but I think about situations as well. So I think about situations like um, before the 60s women weren't allowed to have bank accounts but up until like 1974 the banks could just discriminate and say like oh okay well you're a woman I don't have to give you a bank account so I won't so there was like this this law that came down like equal credit opportunity I forget exactly what it's called but um but before that like I think about what women's options and opportunities were and what life had to feel like back then, right? Like that's in my parents' lifetime, definitely in my grandparents' lifetime, right? And, you know, if you're a woman and you're wanting to leave a toxic relationship or get out of a toxic family situation, not being able to even control your own money, if you are, you know, because I know like a lot of women back then were homemakers, right? They weren't all necessarily in the workforce the way um, you're seeing more of now. But I mean, wow, if you're trying to get out of a situation, how difficult it must be. And I think about how that like, I don't know, like you hear those uh, those comments that people make about younger women, you know, women these days, like uh, they just like leave, right? And people used to stay together. And I'm just like, man, like, okay, yes, some of that we stayed together 50, 60 years till death do us part is great, but some of it is not good, right? Like some of that had to have been really toxic and harmful. And I think about those women's lives and how, again, you know, I, to exercise all of these options and opportunities every day and they didn't necessarily have that and where will my life be if you know women hadn't have done and fought for all of these different rights and all of the equality that you know they fought for and how we still not there because when I was looking up these um, college presidents and looking up these uh, Fortune 500 CEOs, the very next line after there's so many women compared to how many there's ever been, which is still way below this 50% threshold that I was talking about earlier, the very next line was about the pay gap. Like they still don't get paid as much. So we still have so far to go, but there are definitely a lot of, like, I think a lot about what. Um, the woman experience, you know, women's experiences are. I did also want to name that we are, um, we have kind of talked about gender on a binary in this particular episode. And, um, I don't want to not include those woman identified folks um, who may not have been um, born a woman um, and may have transitioned into womanhood later in life. Like shout out to y'all too.
1: I think that that's important. You know, you shared a little bit of your story, right. But I think for me, uh, you know, when I I was thinking about, you know, who do I want to celebrate and, how I want to celebrate them, especially as it relates to Women's History Month. Like I think about, uh, especially for the Black woman, it's never just herself, right? It's always if she's fighting for something, it's for herself and others, right? It's like, yeah,
0: you
1: know, it's a, it's a lot that's going on there. So I think about that one, and then two uh, for me, you know, I, you know, I, you know, our show is all about staying motivated. It's about rising together. Right. So I think about in my journey, the black women that I celebrate the most have always been the ones that have helped me navigate in some way, shape or form. Right. So um, my mom passed away when I was younger. But, you know, in the time that she was here, uh, you know, I definitely got her positive mental attitude about everything. Right. A, A can do spirit about things. Right. Um, you know, learning to be independent and figure out things on my own. And and uh, I think that, that was important for me. Right. I think about, um, you know, m- my aunt stepping up and stepping into my mom's shoes uh, when, when she didn't have to. Right. There's a lot of, of black women and a lot of women. Uh, that are, are playing multiple roles within families. They're they're not only um, a matriarch for for one generation, but you know for multiple generations of cousins and and and, and uh, you know other folk as well, right? So uh, not only are you you know often filling filling in shoes, uh, uh, but you might you might be buying the shoes as well, right? Like uh, so, I think that that's um, something I think about, right? I think about Um, you know, when I when I uh did get to college and try to navigate campus, you know, one of the first people that uh gave me a new perspective on how I look at how I engage in the workplace was uh was the director of the Black Student Center uh who at the time uh was able to tell me no, I wasn't prepared for the job, black women, being able to say yes and being able to tell say no um, in the face of expectation, right? So I think that that's one of the other things in in this dynamic is that, you know, the expectation is that some people are right and, and other people are wrong. And so you have to be able to, uh, shift people's perspective when, when, uh, when they're not in the right. Right. And, you know, as a, as a young person thinking that they know everything, you know, I respect when a black woman tell me no, cause she she, she knows something that that I don't know, right? Um, you know, it means I I should uh I should stop talking, or else I get popped. I don't get popped, right? <laughs> So, um, so all, all the flashbacks, right? But then I also think about uh like my peers, like Dr. Jackie, right, and all the other black women in my circle. Got a lot of black women friends, y'all. Um. But they they keep me on the straight and narrow in terms of like, like Dr. Jackie sitting at my kitchen table until I got this dissertation done. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to tap out.
0: Yeah, right? we were not, I was not doing that alone. <laughs> and so, we, we both needed to finish.
1: <laughs> right. And so I think about that in terms of like, my motivation, uh, who I keep around me, and, and like, what I, find essential right and so I think that you know as a society I think that we look at you know the contributions of women we we need to say more often that you are essential that you are necessary that you are respected right all these things are important not just for the month right Mm -hmm. Uh, because jobs don't stop after one month is over so I think you know those are the things that, that come to mind and if I had a name, uh, you know, somebody famous, right? That's on the on the you know top of mind right now. That probably I, I would say has affected me or give me perspective over the course of these last two years of pandemic, right? I would say two books. Uh, one is uh, is Lead from the Outside, Stacey Abrams, mm. right? Um, in terms of how. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of times we're, we're not going to be uh, on the inside in the in group of, of of different situations, and I think that that women have always led from the outside in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, to hear her her story and to see how she's continuing to navigate and pivot uh, right now, even in this present day, I think is really important. I think of uh, Ireland uh, Hamilton. Uh, you know, yes. who said it's about damn time, right? Mm-hmm. That that you know, the moves that she's making in the venture capital space is happening, right? And so I I, I love to see folks like building in this current moment, uh, being disruptors, um, you know, in in spaces where um, there was no space for them, right? Uh, creating space um out of nothing and i think that women have done that for the longest time is make something out of nothing so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and step back give you all the the rounds of applause
0: yeah and
1: uh you know i think that you know this y'all's month y'all deserve it
0: well i mean that was awesome I definitely love both of those books, Um, and I appreciate everything you said, especially the stuff about me. I deserved all that, too. (laughs) No, but yeah, for real, much appreciated. Looking forward to many Mm -hmm. more years and decades of friendship.
1: That's a a long time, man.
0: All of it. You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) We got to tell that story (laughs) one day.
1: (laughs) Well, look. We ain't want to hold y'all. We just wanted to let y'all know that we was thinking about you. So we want to make sure that you share this uh, episode with, with the folks in, in, in your world, and your space. Make sure you uh, take a moment to celebrate the folks uh, that, that you want to celebrate. Let them know. Give people their flowers. You might have to give them some literal flowers. Um you know, check on the allergies first too, because you know that's a thing. <laughs> so may, may, maybe give them digital flowers. I don't know, right? Uh, give them that shout out on LinkedIn. Give them that referral. Open up a door or reference by that by that gift, uh, by that uh, that project that they're working on. Support that, right? So uh, I don't know. I don't got anything else, Doctor Jackie. You got something?
0: No, I definitely think that. Um... If you have listened to this episode, especially because we definitely promo every episode, go to um, Black Social Cap on social media on our Instagram or our Facebook when we promo this episode, because you'll definitely see that promo before this episode gets released. And if there are any women out there that you want to give a shout out to, I would love to see that in the comments of- Uh, those promos, so go to our page, go to um, Black Social Cap on Instagram or Facebook and let us know um, who the women are that influenced the way you think or motivated you or inspired you. I would love to read it.
1: All right. I'll be here for it, but with that, you got your marching orders, we got ours and I think that's a wrap. We We out. We out. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember, the way we build social capital is to build self and build others. We are sure you got some notes on your tablet, computer, or even using a pen and paper. Leave us a review, continue the conversation on social media at Black Social Cap, and share the show with someone you know. Until the next episode, stay motivated and rise together. This is Black
0: Social Capital.